0: Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today I'd like to talk about small changes. Now, as you know, if you heard the last episode, um, I introduced the concept of my book, which is coming out next January, and I said that over the next few weeks, I'm going to pick on little themes that are in the book and do some short bite-sized episodes. So today's one is all about small changes. Now, small changes um, are exactly that, they're small changes, and they can be really, really powerful, particularly if you remove something that is hindering you in your lifestyle and add something in that might support it it's a very simple concept but it's a little bit like when you're twisting the bolt off your tire and you're pushing down with your left hand and up with your right hand you get extra purchase you get this extra torque you know this force that works because your left hand and your right hand although they're going in opposite directions are sort of pushing towards the same goal and health is no different so i'm going to give you a few examples common examples of everyday conditions that people struggle with that lend themselves quite well to this idea of small changes and by that what i mean in particular is removing something that as i said is hindering you and adding something in that could support you but they're small i'm not talking about anything major so let's start with cramps so i see so many people with cramps and as you know my method is i always start with asking someone about their typical day it's an exercise that i think is just useful to do now and again if you're not feeling well because So many things jump out at you about your own habits and, uh, you know, the things that you do that may be having an impact on your health. So unless there's um, a specific medical reason behind cramps, they're pretty common. And if, if you think of a symptom like cramp and look at all the things on one side of the coin that could make it worse... And then all of the things on the other side of the coin that make it better. And then think about yourself. Is there something on either side that is missing? Or is there something on either side that could be removed? So many years ago, I saw a patient who had terrible cramps. And one of the things that he was doing was drinking four or five cups of coffee a day. And not very much water, so that's quite an easy one, because caffeine encourages cramps, and water tends to relieve them, so just by cutting coffee down and increasing your water intake in that particular scenario would have helped his cramps. so some people try that, and then they say, "Well, actually, I've still got cramps they they don't seem to be any better." So then you go to the next level and you look at other factors on either side of that coin. Um, that may relieve cramps. So stretching and activating your muscles can actually prevent cramp. And on the other side of the coin, if you are low on magnesium, for example, a magnesium supplement can also help relieve cramps. So again, you, you, you can try sort of one thing on either side of this coin, this imaginary coin. And if it doesn't work, you can try another thing. And eventually, the symptom will hopefully go away. So often with um, this kind of small change, I find the ones that are most powerful is where you're doing something in you know inadvertently to excess. So the four or five coffees a day um, that I just mentioned, some of you might be listening thinking, hang on, what's wrong with that? I, I have that and I'm fine. Well, you might be, but as we get older, um, And depending on our habits, caffeine can affect us a bit more. Some of us metabolise caffeine quickly, others don't. And our genes get expressed in different ways. So, you know, you might have been able to drink 10 coffees a day when you were 18, but probably less likely to be the case once you're 60. So these small changes also need to account for the fact that you're changing as time goes on and the environment around you is changing. Let's look at another one that I see fairly commonly. So one of the things that happens um, quite commonly in general practice is that I will see a child or get a call from a parent about a child who's usually between 13 and 18 months. And the story is that they've constantly had a cough or they keep getting ear infections or they have a persistently runny nose. But they were remarkably healthy um, up until about the age of one. What's going on there? Well, often this is a story of something that was not that prevalent actually, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Um, And I certainly don't remember seeing it at the rate that we see it now. But this is likely to be the story of cow's milk protein allergy so it's not a life-threatening allergy the one that I'm describing but because cow's milk intake goes up fairly dramatically at the age of one when you're allowed to have full cow's milk rather than formula and it causes sort of a a partial immune response and that can manifest in many ways in this group of infants and toddlers who um, you know sometimes they they get Suddenly, get eczema when they haven't had it for the first year of life, or they start getting congested and mucusy. And again, with supervision by a doctor, obviously um, removing cow's milk and replacing it with a different type of milk, such as oat milk or almond milk, as long as the child's not allergic to those, um, often dramatically improves things. And parents will tell you after three or four weeks, "Oh, you know, he smells different," or yeah, you know, his cough's completely cleared up, different child, um, thank you so much. And and that's again a small change, but something that is in the routine of this child that you, you may not notice as a parent because it's just the norm, you know, kids drink milk and kids get colds in inverted commas. And of course a lot of them are at nursery and so you can always put it down to something else. So that's the remove bit in that case. What do we add in? Often nothing, but sometimes vitamin D, um, because that's recommended for many groups now in the UK as a supplement. Um, So another sort of elegant example of small changes, removing something that might be creating a symptom and potentially adding something in that may support your health now many of you will have discovered these things by accident so in my behavior change episode i talk about happy accidents and i did this with coffee i i I forgot to drink i honestly i just i love coffee and it's one of these things i almost cannot function without um at least one cup in the morning and um i forgot to drink it one day and suddenly was feeling remarkably well and less tired in the afternoon so i went for several weeks in fact months actually without it and felt much much better and so that small change really helped me I mean I do drink coffee again now but much much less than I did so it might be worth just as a fun experiment to think about small things that you might be able to do so this is just this is an addendum really to Um, bigger concepts in the health fix but a very powerful one Um, sometimes you can get dramatic results just by tweaking things and um, as I said if the first attempt doesn't work you can dig a bit deeper and, and go further like I explained about the cramps you know if increasing water and reducing caffeine doesn't work, then you move to stretching and considering magnesium supplements. It doesn't matter. It depends on what you'll like. Some people would, will do all of it because they're just that way wired. So, But for me, simple things first is always best. Okay, so I hope that's given you something to think about. I'll be back again next week with another sliver from The Health Fix. I hope these little micro tips are helping you Again, I'd love to hear from you if there's anything you want me to talk about specifically. In the meantime, do take care, stay well, and I will be with you again next week. Bye for now.